but how was your escape from the country? Did you have fun? No! You didn't I, have fun what? in Oman? No, not really. Because it's dry weather there, and my skin does not do well with dry weather. You didn't have lotion? Even with lotion, it doesn't do well with lo Well, what kind of lotion were you using? Uh, let's see. I was using Vaseline Aloe Soothe. Oh, with Vaseline? Yes. Well, now we know we won't be sponsored by Vaseline. <laughs> well, too bad. Yeah. Anyways, welcome to the show. This is In Medias Res Talk Podcast. We're here. We're your hosts today. After I think. so long. After, yeah, this is going to date us. I'm going to say that I just watched Sonic Friday recently, and it was good. That's not part of the show, but I just wanted to say I liked it. It was really good, but I'll that'll date it. I'll watch it later. You should watch it. Later. You too. You too, Kilroy. You should watch it too. You have to convince but... him to leave his house. <laughs> yeah. But this, I'm Cass. Yeah, that's me. I'm and here. I and I'm Kay. And I'm Kilroy, I guess. I guess. You should be. I mean, be. it's been so long. This is a... <laughs> yeah. He's not Personality sure. change? He's not too sure of his person. <laughs> Maybe this is uh, after from watching that video we saw yesterday. Yeah, or after watching Drive, did you get another <laughs> personality change? Or was it after American Psycho? <laughs> mm, tough to which, tell. It's kind which... of an amalgamation of both. <laughs> Oh no! Wait, what parts? <laughs> All the bad mm. parts. Yeah. All the exactly. bad parts. Oh god. Or should <laughs> I say all the base parts? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I mean, those are really good movies, but we're not talking about any of those. Okay, yeah, we're talking about Fooly Cooly. We're still on the anime train. We're not leaving this train until. I finally convinced Kay to watch something else. I will not watch Pulse. You? <laughs> uh, okay, okay. We were originally going to do an episode about Pulse while Kay escaped the country and, you know, cleared everything up with the government. But, <laughs> you know, we were trying to watch Pulse and talk about that one. We had, like, so many different 20 million pages written out and everything. And then me and Kilroy sat down and it was like, Hmm. How do we start this? Yeah, how do you start this? You can start it without me. We no, tried. we could not. We tried three <laughs> times and it didn't work. We tried Who's three times. <laughs> I I was high, probably. Exactly. High on life. I was high on life. I don't do drugs except for my medication, but I I could we couldn't do it. We just it it just didn't flow. And we were like, you know what? We need our buddy Kay. And you come back and you're like, no, I hate horror movies because I'm a pussy. Exactly. <laughs> and it's not even that scary. It's really good. I will not watch it regardless. Maybe one day we'll talk about it. I really I really do want to talk about it. It's really good. And uh, the Japanese horror scene is really good. But that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Fully Cooly. Fully Cooly. A yeah. classic. A classic among. A classic of anime. 
something that came out like almost 20 years ago now because it it has been no, 20 more. years over 20 it's yeah, 22 been more. yeah yeah it came out like right at the change of the millennia 2000 yeah it came out in 2000 but in america it came out in 2003 that's where i was confusing it you're not japanese but... what uh... <laughs> no no i'm i'm fucking brown as hell dude <laughs> But it's weird. So actually, did I ever tell y'all that I was mistaking a uh, mistaken a lot as an Asian child, <laughs> and throughout like my school career, and I don't know why we don't have Asians in my town, and so I apparently, yeah, uh, apparently I'm like the closest thing. And even then, like the actual two Asians that were in my school district, they did not acknowledge them as Asian. They were like, "Oh, you're just Mexican," because they were. <laughs> <laughs> they were like dark skinned from like you know they were in band so they were outside a lot <laughs> and they'd never acknowledge them as being asian and they would always come to me and i'm like why i'm so mexican not anymore <laughs> no, not anymore the people anyway. have decided the people have decided i'm not mexican <laughs> but we're talking about fully cooly and the reason why we decided to talk about it was because they said they announced that they're coming out with two more seasons and we were like what i only heard bad things about the recent two seasons that they came out with after almost 20 years it had been 18 years um whenever they first came out with progressive and alternative it had been 18 years since the original run of the show back in japan and they decided that they were going to make new Fooly Cooly. No one really asked for it, except for one guy named, what was it, Jason DeMarco? James DeMarco? Whoever that adult swim producer is. I yeah, he's Jason a producer. DeMarco. I don't know. Yeah. Jason DeMarco, he wanted to he wanted to continue Fooly Cooly. Somehow he has enough pull to be able to do that. And so here we are today. Being with forced two to seasons, watch it at gunpoint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two seasons that came out that were, ugh, and two more seasons that are probably still not going to live up to the hype of what the original Fooly Cooly was because it is so difficult to capture what that was. Just like that one little strange bit of history that happened, those six episodes, and then out of the public eye and no one really thought about it ever again until they announced that they were coming out with two more seasons pretty hmm. much no it was pretty well regarded that whole time i mean it was but you know it's more like it had the cult following i guess or oh you're talking wait, about like that? mainstream really yeah mainstream wise it's like it's not like a cowboy bebop you know where people were like oh man i wish there was more i never really heard anyone ever say that they wanted another fooly cooly i wanted another fooly cooly now <laughs> how about now well it there's two more coming out Good. so hold your horses you're getting them whether you like it or five not more <laughs> hold your horses there are two more coming out but i never heard anyone be like you know what i want another fooly cooly well that's because no, it was I've like never it was fully resolved in the original. There's no like, there's nothing to build off. 
Yeah, pretty much. It it was a satisfying resolution. But I mean, we can, we'll talk about that a little bit because like seeing how that is and then seeing these two seasons is like completely, I don't know, it kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth kind of of how the original ended because it's like, oh, it, it was more satisfactory. I was okay with how it ended. Yeah. And then they suddenly decided to come out with these two and it's like, Mm, I don't know about that. So, but I mean, I guess obviously we have to talk about the original first because, you know, that's that's why we're kind of here. And At why they made. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we ended up binge watching all of it, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. Watched it like four episodes per day, I think. At least. No. Um... I- well, the original Fully Cooley, I think we just sat down and watched that day because it was like a Saturday, so we had time. Oh. And then the other two, we spaced it out a little bit. Yeah, four episodes per day. Yeah. And so we actually went a little bit out of order. I mean, we still watched the original Fully Cooley Is it really Cooley out first. of order? Because when even the producer has doesn't have any idea how the order should be or made it even more confusing. <laughs> His, I feel like his opinion doesn't really matter at this point anymore. Exactly. <laughs> there, what is gone. Exactly. There's no out of order. Technically, it's out of order because we didn't watch it the way it came out. You're out of order. You're fucking out of order. But we watched the original Fully Cooley. Then we actually watched Progressive, which that was the third season that had come out. But we watched that one. And then right after that, we watched Alternative, which was the second season that had come out. And so the original Fully Coolie, if y'all don't know about it, why the fuck are you here? Just go watch it right now. <laughs> it's really good. Um, so this is kind of the summary of Fully Coolie. We're brought to an ordinary town where nothing truly extraordinary happens. We are introduced to two characters, Nauta and Mamimi, who go about their daily life and cling on to each other like lovers. Suddenly, Nauta gets run over by a mysterious pink-haired woman named Haruko Haruhara. Though he seems fine at first, she deals an additional blow by hitting him in the head with her electric base that she carries on her back. Their ordinary life is now disrupted after this chance encounter with Haruko, a woman who feels like she's from out of this world. Or is she really? See, I wrote that. Thank you, thank you. Clap, clap. Now's the time to clap. I will not clap. Yeah, it... Oh, thank you. It was, it's extraordinary. It's a good summary. But that's essentially the beginning. And this is where everything just kind of gets weird. Naoto's ordinary life is now disrupted by Haruko. And so we are brought to this like really nice, like rustic setting. And it's established pretty early on. And it maintains that rustic setting throughout the whole series, which is really good. Because, like, with Haruko, she makes everything, like, really fucking wacky, but it's still grounded to reality, and that's what's really good about it. Fully Cool You is really just, like, one of those shows that, like, can maintain that type of, like, atmosphere and not truly lose itself. It's... I, I think it's really good. It's really a show that just... It's so hard to, like, recreate something like that, and I I guess we'll talk about it a little bit more about, like, comparing it to the other two seasons, because 
I really wanted to talk about like kind of like how my feelings were about it. Just like, yeah, it's a show that really cannot be recaptured again because it was perfect for that moment and for that time. Even though, like even for us and the American audience, it came out, it came to us three years later, it still was perfect for that moment in time. Yeah, and anime something... was starting to get popular right around that time. Yeah, like, anime was becoming a little bit more in the mainstream, but we don't really see that until probably, like, more towards our time. Like, towards, like, the 2010s is where it really actually is part of the mainstream. I say, now, like, everyone's... That, I say it happened, like, when Attack on Titans aired. That was when yeah. it really shot into the mainstream. Yeah, and so with Fooly Cooly it really helped like elevate that just like how cowboy bebop elevated that as well and with dragon ball z too and then it... naruto <laughs> oh yeah and especially naruto that was like back in like 2005-ish era yeah here in the united states but it's just a like a nice gem it's another piece of foundation when it comes to like anime that got popularized into the west yeah. Which is also why it got the unneeded sequels. <laughs> yeah. Because now people can't really make their own original content anymore, which is why they're like, why don't we make, why don't we continue this franchise? Or why don't we just franchise it and continue the story? Pretty but much. It's, yeah, it's an, Fully Cooly is an anime that like really holds up, even to now, like animation wise. Even though it's not the widescreen or anything like that, just the animation alone and just the CG that they've done really, really holds up even to now. Yeah, yeah the it's digital a, effects that they use. It's especially mm -hmm. impressive because I want to say this was like Gainax's first digital production and they fucking nailed it. And like at that point in time, that was a rarity, I think. Because there's a lot of anime from that transitional period from... Uh, analog to digital and there's a bunch of shit wrong you can spot like fucked up colors and everything oh yeah or like the really weird cgi like not even ps1 era cgi even <laughs> before that yeah well i mean even now like we're like in what 2022 and cgi can't even PS2 keep up era. with what fully ps2 yeah. era now yeah like the cgi and the the reboots or whatever you want to call it was worse than in the original yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> the CGI now is just doesn't it can't keep up, and I think just it's just on little... them that they just don't keep up with the technology for it. I don't know, cause like even like the more like higher end anime is like even Dorohedoro, which is still really good animation and good CGI. It's still like it's not seamless. Because but like with it's also because of the way that they have everything. Uh capture like the frames they still follow like the same usual i think it was 12 fps for anime and they maintain that speed for the cgi which makes it really jarring too the anime still holds up now i remember watching fully coolie again like 10 years ago i'm pretty sure it was 10 years ago because like I, I think i was you were just, just in born. high school no i was not just born i was like just like maybe like freshman sophomore year of high school and I remember re-watching it again because it came back on TV and I was like man 
like the anime like the animation still really holds up and even now 10 years later i'm like man the animation really still holds up but yeah that's good and the characterizations like our protagonist nauta he's just like really complex it's really nice to see that just because um and you don't really need a whole lot of context about him, but you learn so much just from like his body language, like just the little tidbits of what like other characters say. He's a kid learned... going through puberty. I mean, and... yeah, he is a kid going through puberty. And also like you learn that he loves his older brother, but he also lives in the shadow of his brother. And he feels like he can't live up to his legacy because his brother, Tasuku, he plays baseball and he moved from Japan to America to play baseball. And so he, he was feels able like... to leave the curse of that small town. I mean, yeah, essentially. That's pretty much what the manga of the Fully Coley mentions. <clears throat> yeah. It's so essentially he's just, you know, he finally his brother gets to live his dream and now he feels like he can't live up to that legacy. Everyone is like somewhat wanting Nauta to be another Tasuku. And you could really see that with Mamimi too. Mamimi is just replacing Tasuku with Nauta. And she still even calls, uh, she calls Nauta Takun, which is the nickname that she had for Tasuku. And it's, it's just like it he already feels it like just with her. Yeah, he's just a cheap replacement. Yeah, he's just a cheap replacement. I mean, it's not even that. She just doesn't acknowledge the fact that he's not his own individual person and you see him kind of go through that and declare that whenever like towards like I believe it's like the 4th or 5th episode. Which is also ironic in itself than that no one even recognizes her. No one ever calls her by her name. Except Nauta. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that's what it is. Like, the irony of it. Because they acknowledge... Like, his friends will acknowledge him. Like, his actual friends in school. And they only acknowledge her as his wife. But her and the adults, they all acknowledge Nauta as more like a Tasuku replacement. And Haruko seems to be really the only adult that acknowledges him. But the only reason why she will acknowledge him is because she is wanting to use him for nefarious purpose and to essentially get what she wants. And the main goal of hers is to get Atomsk. The Pirate King. The Pirate King. The and one that found knows... One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> a wrong wrong anime that that's not the right one they call pirate king it doesn't matter it's the wrong one but and it's you see the selfishness and you can see it with mommy me and haruko and also his friend eddie it feels like all the women in this are actually very selfish hell characters. yeah you know what that's some base commentary thanks <laughs> Yeah, you're lucky that the woman here will <laughs> say that. But essentially, like, throughout the events of Fully Cooley, he gains more confidence in himself. 
and Haruko helps him with that. But it's mostly just so that way she can get an emotional reaction out of him. Yeah, and just order... so she can get the Pirate King and get One Piece. Yeah, <laughs> because the reason why she hit him in the head is because humans have this thing called N.O. And what it is essentially is that the two parts of the brain, when they work together simultaneously or something like that, it creates like a portal for space throughout space and time. And so she is able to, Haruko uses him and his head to summon certain like monsters. Robots. She's not purpose, well, robots, monsters, they're also kind of organic as well. I just call and, them robots. I uh, call them monsters because I, I think that's I think like you're the easiest a monster. way. I think you're a fucking monster. <laughs> I, but essentially, I think monster is just an easier way to interpret them, because like the their movements are every and everything aren't very robotic. It's more like almost an organic feel. But and their aesthetic is more of a robot. Well, yeah, their aesthetic is a robot, but their movements is more organic. Yeah, so a mech. I'm just gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> you never watched Evangeline? Evangeline? Yes. Th that's staying in. <laughs> Neon Genesis Evangeline. <laughs> Neon Genesis Evangeline. Is that what you call it? Yes. <laughs> Anyways, Haruko is using him for his NO because he has a very strong NO. And we learned that not everyone has a very strong NO. Because when she tried to use his dad, it did not work out. So we learned that there is another antagonist called Medical Mechanica. And they are the reason behind the whole giant iron that's in like the middle of town. And so Medical Mechanica, their goal is to essentially iron out the wrinkles of the brain, essentially. Or pretty much just destroy all of humanity and just destroy all the, the universe, galaxy. All the essentially. Yeah, which I don't know why they would want to do that, because don't you don't have to have... They don't explain it. It's just, they, the, they... it's just a force of nature, the way that the show explains it. Yeah. It's... That's technically the antagonist, but the real main antagonist is going to be Haruko. Because she's not doing this for... She's not helping Nauta or... Like, she's not destroying these medical mechanica bots for, like, a good purpose. It's just for her to get closer to the Pirate King at Tomsk. And so... She fights medical mechanica and she uses Nauta to summon these monsters, essentially. Because they are disrupting essentially the portal. They're getting in between. And so the bigger the emotional reaction that she gets from Nauta, the more likely she is able to get closer to Atomsk. Also, what was cool about Foley Coley as well it was just like, not only itself just being like that more rustic feeling, but like, even like how the characters were, or even like the side characters, like it felt pretty raw. Like they actually felt like kind of like real people. Especially like Commander Amoro. Like sometimes like when he would scream or talk, like 
it didn't feel like a real voice actor. It just really felt like an actual person talking and kind of like freaking out in a situation at the appropriate time. But I think we should talk about the elephant in the room. So we're going to talk about progressive. Yeah, progressive insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about progressive. <sighs> I think the weaker of the three the three seasons. But definitely right now it is the weakest. I don't know what the other two are going to be like. The other two that are going to come out, Shoegaze and Grunge. But definitely watching Progressive first and not Alternative uh, made me appreciate Alternative and the original Fooly Cooly way more. So essentially, Fooly Cooly Progressive, we are introduced to four characters, I would say, right? A lot of characters. We're introduced to a lot of characters, but our main protagonist is going to be Hidomi Hibajiri. Hibajiri is this girl. She has like the Hime haircut, you know, like the long hair with like the straight across bangs. And she's wearing like these cat ear like headphones. And she's very much like quiet, a very quiet girl. But we learn about her, kind of? We learn that, essentially, that she's just a gloomy antisocial girl who has daddy issues. I think that's, like, the most basic thing that you can say about her. Pretty much. Yeah. Her, she is our main protagonist. A very boring main protagonist, unfortunately. I felt like... I learned so little of these characters or I learned too much of one character that has really no importance to anything. Yeah, it felt like Ide was more of a main character than yeah. Hibajiri. Yeah, Hibajiri is supposed to be our main character and then we're introduced to three other characters and so it's a trio of boys. It is Ide, Goro, and Marco. And Ide is definitely a character that I feel like we learn a lot more of, but I feel like the information that we learned is really like forced. Because we learned that he's like a hard working guy. He's 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 hard working. He's got a crush on the teacher. He's got a crush on a teacher. It's pretty much, I think they slept together, probably, or did some sort of things together. Yeah, the Yonky Splinky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit that Yonky Splinky. But she, uh, yeah, he's really, that's really all we learn. And the only reason why we learn that is because Goro shows Hibajiri through the town and by the way, this is the same town from Fully Cooly, the original Fully Cooly. This is supposed to be a direct sequel. Progressive is a direct sequel to the original Fully Cooly. And they are in the same town. And so they're going through this area. We've never seen this area before. It's like the most exaggerated, like, this is where poor people live part of town. And he's like, 
his friend Goro, his friend Goro is like, yeah, this is why Ida never wanted to show you this because he's poor. And poor people don't deserve anything. And they just, she, sh- he shows her him working really hard in this random place. They're pulling like cars, right? Something yeah, like I figured that. it was like a junkyard or something. I guess, I guess it's like a junkyard and they're like being whipped like slaves. Even though I think they're actually working there at a, an hourly wage. <laughs> and then you see him try to like sell shit to like some Americans with like really horrible, horrible American accents. And so that's it. That information's kind of really forced on us. Like it's not like a natural like telling of, yeah, this is Ide's character, which you get more in like the original Fully Coolie. And even with Hidomi, like, we really don't even learn too much about her other than the fact that, like, her and her mom run this shop and they're waiting on her dad to return. He went somewhere. Uh, Apparently he went up to the medical mechanica iron that is there. There's another one that was built there to replace the other iron. And so apparently he had gone up there and they're waiting for him to return and he has not returned with like in several years. And so because of that, he Hibajiri is very depressed and we see her dreams and it looks like her main her main passion in her dreams is to die. She just wants to die. Cause we see her decay a lot. We see her like be a zombie and be eaten in her dreams. After relooking it, I think it's more that she just wants the whole world to end. And it's that too. Because she talks about it um, later on when she has that weird personality change. She's like, if everything started over, then mom wouldn't be sad again. So essentially she wants the world to end and she wants to die herself. And it also seems like her... Hibajiri and Ide are the only ones with like really viable NOs as well. And so it seems like at first it would be like a parallel to Nauta and also like his other female friend Eddie in the original Fully Coolie, but it doesn't seem that way. It I guess it's like it's it really is trying to be its own thing. Like it takes all these elements from the original Fully Coolie and it's trying to retell the story, but does it poorly. Yeah, it seems like it invokes a lot of imagery from the original in a way that doesn't really feel earned. It's just kind of shoved in there. Yeah, and especially like with the animation quality of Progressive, comparing it to Alternative and especially to the original Fully Cooly, I mean, already like I knew the animation quality probably wasn't going to be up to par with what the other two seasons should be. But especially progressive, I feel like they almost like ran out of budget. Yeah, the animation was like bad even for just modern mediocre TV anime standards. Mm. Yeah, it was definitely now. It was definitely I feel like very poorly done, and like oh. I I think even like a Blu-ray release would not save it. Oh, we did watch the Blu-ray release. That yeah. was a Blu-ray release? Yeah. Oh, God. That, <laughs> that makes it even more sad. 
I mean, it also depends on like how their production was supposed to be. This was more of like a OVA type of release. So whatever is going to be released is pretty much what you're going to be seeing in the Blu-ray release, typically. Like if this were like an actual TV series release that just aired regularly, like weekly on like Japanese television, then there probably would be a difference. But for an OVA release, I wouldn't think that that would happen. What's been released is probably going to be the more than likely the final product. So in terms of that, I would say it was mediocre for TV series, but below average for OVA quality. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, definitely that, especially for OVA quality. Very, very poorly done. Yeah, because OVA quality, they have way more time to like handle it because they're not back into like whatever uh tv slot they are supposed to air on yeah and then there's even like longer running series that aren't like ovas that are still done in way better quality than this like this is a beloved like this is a beloved series essentially and so the fact that it progressive itself was done like this is really sad because alternative Alternative is definitely, like, done way better. And so to see that progression of it from, like, the original Fully Cooley of, like, oh, great, fantastic, to Alternative, because that came out second, where it's like, oh, okay, this is pretty good, this is nice. And then Progressive, where you're like, okay, what the fuck, what the fuck's happening? Why did it come <laughs> out like this? Yeah, the nat like, the progression of it is just so sad. Yeah, and it, it didn't even feel like they aspired to do anything grand with the animation. It just kind of felt like they didn't really give a shit, kind of. There were like two scenes where I was like, okay, they're trying here. They want to do something. Or like with, and the most radically different from Progressive is that episode five, and it was apparently done by a different studio, so... He's like a subsidiary of production IG or something. Yeah, and they did that way better than the rest of the episodes, the rest of the five episodes that they had. And like you would think at least even like the final episode, they would put in more effort, but it was still like really like just poorly done. I think it's more on like the who the episode directors were than yeah, the studio. That's, they that's did the, the other thing too. Because this was actually like each episode was a different director. Yeah, that, that was the other thing. Why it felt so disjointed was because of the fact that they had, like, those different directors. And also, that's why the animation quality is different, too, sometimes. Like, all of that jazz. Like, yeah, because you could definitely see a lot when, if you look at some of the different episode directors for back in Dragon Ball Z, there's a very distinct difference from, like, the very worst to, like, the very best. To the point that, like... When it, if you saw like Goku's hair going Super Saiyan, like the very worst episode director for it would just have the color be flat. But like the one when they actually put effort into it, it actually looks like there's individual, well individual, but like more strands of hair put into it, and the colors aren't as flat. Yeah, you see that with like longer running series. I mean, it happened with Naruto. Like it happens. Like it happens a lot with those yeah, like so longer like, running series, but it doesn't make sense to like a six episode season to do that. 
Well, the director's vision is a thing. Why they chose? Why they chose to do six? Uh, a different director for each episode. I don't know. I'm not the producer. Yeah, like it worked for Space Dandy. It's not gonna work for this when it's a continuous plot that's happening in these six episodes, and that's why, as much as I'm trying to like really give like a summary or like a synopsis of Progressive, honestly, I. It's just I the don't... same old story of Haruko chasing after after atoms, except this time, she actually got atoms, but that was only shown in the ending, uh, animation. But it split her apart. She yeah, got reje yeah. rejected essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that. So like the ending song, had like this really cool like, I mean it was more like a PowerPoint type. But it still looked visually really cool. And you see Mamimi, like an adult Mamimi and an adult Nauta. And you see all this and you see that she finally achieves her goal of getting out of Tomsk. And then that's when you see that she gets split apart. And so her personality and physically manifests and split apart from each other. And so that's why you see Haruko acting so much worse in this. Like she is a terrible person in this. And you see this new person named Julia Jinyu Jinyu? Yeah. Julia. Yeah. Julia, yeah, her. And she is her voice of reason, essentially. She is, you know, she's the angel on the shoulder, and this Haruko over here is like the devil. And it's just so bad. And her characterization is just so much, like, so much more nefarious. Like, it really is, like, hammering into you. Like, she does not care about these people. She just wants Atomsk. And at least, like, with Nauta, she's, like, a little bit, like, you know, she's trying to help him a little bit, kind of, even though it's for her own purpose. But she's still, like, you can see, like, she still has, like, some sort of sense of morality, you know? But in this one, it's like, no, I mean... If I have to do these sexual things with this teenager so that way I can, like, hit him in the head and try to get, like, some sort of reaction from him, I will do it. She's just, eh. I, I don't like this characterization of Haruko. I liked the more, like, manipulative, you know, girl boss. <laughs> Gaslight girl boss. Yes, gaslight gatekeep girl boss Haruko. But yeah, like progressive, just as much as like I could probably say about it, it's just generally not that great, even for animation standards and just basic storytelling too. It's just kind of poor. Even the music was subpar, really. Yeah, and it's still the pillows, but like it's put way into the background. And they're like re-recordings of their songs for some reason. And they're they're not as good as the originals. No, they're not as yeah. young anymore. <laughs> well, that too. But I think it's also like because it's like thrown into the background, like we don't really hear the vocals as nicely as like we did in the like, original Fully Cooley. Yeah, they they never bring it up to the foreground at any point. I think. Yeah, they didn't. I, I think they did. They did one song, and that was Last Dinosaur. 
For some reason, they love to bring up that song. But other than that, it, yeah, it was just like mostly in the background. And Last Dinosaur would just come up like in inappropriate times. <laughs> Where it would be like, yeah, this is like supposed to be an intense scene, but it didn't really feel like it just because of one, like how the characters are and two, like the animation quality. And the characters are just not that great. And I felt like the only character we really got to know was this background character, Goro, the friend that introduced or like showed Hibajiri Ide being poor and working and hard and shit. I feel like we learned more about him that he's like this sad, pathetic guy more than anything. Hell yeah. And so, yeah, not good. I, I don't... Do you should you watch Progressive? If you want to have a bad time, if you want to you hate a, a yourself, poor retelling of the original story. Yeah, just watch the original story. It's just, it's almost the exact same thing. The only difference is that, I mean, there's really no other difference. Uh, she does. She, she still doesn't get at Tumpsk in the end. Yeah, she still chases after him, even though she knows that he'll reject her again. Yeah. It, yeah. Pretty much, like, this time she knows, like, she'll be rejected. Again, probably. Yeah, it'll be the third time. Third time's a charm. Yeah. But, let's talk about alternative. Yay! No. Alternative. Pretty good. Yeah, I actually liked it. I, I liked it a lot. It, it's a nice, like, coming-of-age story. But I, I would say the storytelling for this one is a little bit different because like after we're talking about progressive, like we it's like we said, it's like another just just a bad retelling of the original Fully Cooley. But alternative is actually it's more own original story, which is really good. Yeah, it, it utilizes this like similar themes to the original, but it it actually does something new with it relatively at least yeah and that's really nice and we actually learn more about haruko like in a more positive light kind of she's still like that manipulative hoe but <laughs> she is actually trying to help these girls it seems more of like it's a very character driven plot because like it, the story is like it's these four girls and the main girl is kana and Kana is the one with the NO ability, essentially. And her three other friends are just kind of, like, they're there to help progress with the story as well. And for Kana to learn more about, like, her friends and how to essentially kind of grow up a little bit. It, it, it's, a, it's a coming of age story, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's weird that Haruko is actually a lot more of a mentor in this one. And at first I thought like, oh, is it maybe because like it's girls? Maybe she's able to be, because she can't manipulate them the way she can, like how it was with Nauta or Ide, where she uses her womanly wiles and stuff like that. So I'm wondering like, is that the reason why she ends up being like more of a mentor, like actually like showing them the way and, you know, helping them overcome their obstacles and their feelings and things like that? Because, like, 
she sees that Kana is very emotionally dependent on her friends. It It's just this... I feel like I'm really hung up on the interpretation of how to go in this one, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, she's completely different from the original. Yeah. And I feel like it would have been... I would have accepted it more if we had watched this one next after the original Fully Cooly, but instead we watched Progressive. And so... It feels really different. And like, I want to justify it timeline wise, but I, I know I shouldn't. Yeah, like progressive sets you up to expect these reboots as like a sequential thing. And they're kind of just like sort of alternate universe takes, I guess, is a way of explaining it. They're not really connected. Kind of. Because, like, in Progressive, I mean, like, the ending theme song, where you see Nauta and you see Mami Me, so technically it is still part of that same universe. But then you go to Alternative, and you're kind of expecting it to be in line with the same universe, but the way Alternative ends, you're like, okay, this can't be the same universe. Because, like, the way alternative ends and so we don't see Atomsk in this at all I don't even think he's actually mentioned they mentioned him like the last episode of the thing but he doesn't show up physically yeah he doesn't show up physically and we don't see Haruko like desperate to find him in this as well yeah, her motive is completely different. She's trying to destroy the irons from Medical Mechanica. It's just kind of odd that she wants to fight Medical Mechanica because originally the reason why she was fighting Medical Mechanica was because she wanted to get to Atomsk because they um, harnessed Atomsk power or they like trapped him or something. I, I can't really recall the, the really small detail of it because we just know that Medical Mechanica has his power somehow. Yeah. And so it's just kind of strange to see that and then to see her in this where it's like, oh, well, I'm actually really wanting to fight them. I have no other nefarious purpose for me fighting them. So it's kind of like a little bit of a weird head tilt, like, huh? Like, you just kind of wonder why. Uh, what happened to that, Tom's? Yeah, like, why would she want to fight Medical Mechanica? Because she's kind of the type of person that does whatever the fuck she wants, you know? And she only does whatever... Th only thing I can think of is that she's fulfilling her role as supposed to be some kind of space police. Yeah, she mentions that briefly in Fully Cooly, but it seemed... It It sounded like a joke, but even the manga like goes off of that a little bit more. And how does the manga go off of it? Like, she talks to whatever Nalata's cat's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a space police agent as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. She kind of stops talking to the cat, like, halfway through the series, or halfway through that season. And I'm not sure if that if it was just her messing with Nalata or not, but apparently she has an older sister in the, in the manga ending. I don't know if that was just her messing 
with Naoto, or that actually was a completely different person, so... Who knows? Hmm. Damn, I should have read the manga before talking about this. <laughs> I totally forgot about a man the manga. That it's actually, like... Yeah, it also has, like, some stuff different. But I wasn't sure if the manga was still, like, canonical, you know? Who knows? Who knows at this point, now that they've come out with these two seasons? We don't know what's canonical anymore, and that one could also be, like, another... It could be, like, when Evangelion came out with their manga. It was a... it was pretty different, and a lot gayer, too. <laughs> I don't know well, if yeah. it could get gayer than how it already is. Uh, no, it, 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 was, it was pretty gay. Like, uh... Kaoru and he uh, fucks Shin Shinji. No, he doesn't fuck them. They make out though. Oh, nice. Yeah, so <laughs> it gets pretty gay, but that's besides the point. But yeah, it's just kind of weird her motivation, and it touches upon more of her being that space cop, and it just doesn't sit right with me. But it, I mean, other than that, Alternative was really good. I liked the coming-of-age story. And I liked the characters a lot. In Progressive, I felt like I learned really nothing about the characters. And I felt like the, it was too short. But it was still the six-episode series that we get from the original Fully Cooly and even with Alternative. But I learned so much in both of those I learned a lot about the settings, the characters, their life. I learned a lot of that. And you still get that feeling from Alternative really nicely. It, I mean, it felt like a fully Cooley just told in a different type of story. Yeah, it was actually executed competently. Yeah. Unlike Progressive. Oh, yeah. You could say fully Cooley, the original, is like a shonen. And Fully Cooly Alternative is a shoujo. I think that's the best way to describe it. Like if Fully Cooly was turned into a shoujo, this is what alter like this is what it would be alternative. Mm. And that's not a bad thing. Shoujos are good. It is, if, it is if you hate women. <laughs> Unless it is you if hate you're women. based. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty good. Like sh with Haruko though, like it is rather strange that she takes the time to mentor the girls, and it's. I mean, she was still, like, kind of like a mentor to Nauta. But she has her own ulterior motives there. Yeah. She has no reason to help, like, the other three girls with Kana. Yeah, and, like, the only reason why I would think so is because, like, because of Kana being more emotionally dependent on her friends, we learned at towards the end that Kana didn't have friends because she was a very sickly girl. And so she tried very hard to please the people around her and, and please the people that became her friends. Because she was scared to lose them. And so I felt like maybe like the reason why she helped her friends was because like it could get a more visceral reaction from Kana. But it also didn't really help activate her NO too well. as Until like the end of the season when... Um, Kana's friend Pets 
leaves for Mars. So, I don't know. Like, even if that was the whole reason for it, it didn't seem like Kana had, like, a visceral reaction to, like, uh, Mosan or I forget her model friend's name. But... Hijidi? The only one... Yeah. The only one that she actually did have a reaction to was Pets leaving, but that was because she was her first friend. And it's also like, we don't really learn about pets until the end, too. Yeah. So that's why I kind of... Like, the story alternative's still told really nicely, but the reaction she gets with pets kind of... I don't know. That didn't really care. Because you... You learn more about the two other girls that she's friends with. Yeah, because they actually had dedicated episodes to them. Yeah, they have dedicated episodes to them. And you can tell, too, that I feel like they have a much better relationship with Kana than Pets does with with her. Yeah. Because they know that Kana really means no harm and that her heart's in the right place. But we learn at the end, like, when Pets is in trouble and everything, Pets just, like, lets out all this shit, saying, like, I hate you, like, essentially, like, I don't know why I became your friend. I wish I never reached out to you. And we never get a solid conclusion of that, because in the end, Kana was like, I know you said all these things, but I still love you. And I mean, but that's also still adulthood, too. Like, you know, you don't get resolutions from people that you're close with but it just also just seemed very like out of left field and i think it's mostly because since we didn't really learn too much about pets like it just seemed so mean i wonder how much of that was like actually meant to be her being sincere and how much of it was just like kind of a thing of uh pushing her away so that she wouldn't be as sad when she leaves for Mars. I'm pretty sure she was just pushing her away. Because I kind of got the feeling that she actually liked her friendship with her. It's just... I don't know. Pets has a very similar situation with Kana when she was in childhood. But we don't directly see that. It's kind of implied with how controlling her parents were. And considering how she never, she barely ever mentions Kana to her parents aside from like that one picture that she has in her room, it feels like, it seems like she was just like hiding Kana from her father. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that a lot more. And I mean, that makes sense too of like pets trying to push her away to like essentially protect her and everything. Because, like, that's why Pets was going through the trouble of, like, trading items with not only the two other girls, but also when they were falling from, like, that robot monster hand thing that was going to grab the iron. Um, she takes the... She takes her uh, hairpin. In, yeah, they pretty much swap. And swap trade. Mm-hmm. So she has something to remember her by. And so they have something to remember her by as well. Yeah, pr so pretty much they just swapped the hairpins and now she wears Kana's. And Kana she wears, wears hers. Yeah. And so you can tell she still really truly cares about her. 
she was the first one to reach out for Kana when they were kids anyway, so I'm pretty sure she probably felt that she was in the same situation when she saw Kana trying to reach out to those other kids. She thought, there's another one just like me. Mm-hmm. Alone. And you could tell with how upset, too, that Kana gets about learning that Pets is going to Mars. That if Pets actually told her, like, oh, I'm leaving to Mars, that Kana would do everything she could to make sure she didn't leave. And and that's, <laughs> and that's not how it works in real life, you know? Like, you know, sometimes, sometimes your friends just have to leave and you have to move on from it. But yeah, alternative's good. I liked it. I like that telling of the story and it was it could be heart-wrenching at times and it was nice seeing good female friendships. Yucky. <laughs> it was nice seeing that and that they weren't just like bitches. I mean, they did make fun of like Mosan's weight a lot, but like Mosan's such a tough girl, like she just didn't care. She's the muscle. I mean, yeah, that too, but she's also, like, Hijiri and Pets were the ones that really, like, picked on her weight. Oh, no, well, kind of joined in sometimes, too. But, like, you know, I've said some shit like that to my friends, and they've said some shit like that to me. Yeah, it's just bands. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's fucking banter. But it was good. It's just very strange what Haruko's motive was. If there is one, if really this has anything to do with the Atoms thing, because at the end, also, oh, actually, you know what? At the end, this is really important. Like, how powerful is Kana? Because that forehead summoned, like, this fucking portal to transfer everyone from the planet over to Mars. Like, and we see her hair glowing red. Like, this is where you get the assumption that Atomsk is going to come out, but he doesn't. And so we see that she fucking summons this giant ass fucking portal and moves all these people. Like, how strong can this girl really be? Her head's just that empty. <laughs> <laughs> head empty. No thoughts. <laughs> just like, Atomsk. And then when they go through the portal, you see like the little bit, it it seems like a flashback on Haruko's scooter, where you yeah. see like everything happened from the original Fooly Cooly. So, but is it like, is it really a throwback or is it really a, a flashback or is it more of just a like a, a nod, Maybe. nod, wink, wink, to the audience. We'll never know. That was just I, really weird. We'll or never... just like an homage to the original from the staff. Maybe. But then again, they also kind of did that with um, Progressive too, with the ending song. Yeah, I think Progressive was meant to be like a direct sequel, but Alternative was like supposed to be kind of disconnected. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure though. Yeah, because Progressive, they did have the commander's son and and that's how we know that uh, several years had gone by because i mean he didn't have a child before he was single they made fun of him for that and so 
we know like oh it's probably like 30 years 40 years have gone by because he's an adult too at that yeah haruko even teased him before when he was younger too Mm-hmm. and yeah we also learned that haruko also did that to another character um an alternative not like he was like a kid but he was still an adult more like probably like in his early 20s so that also gives us a hint on like Haruko's just really fucking old. Yeah, no, she's nineteen. Well, she Supposedly. says. Well, she says she's nineteen. She's an alien. She doesn't age. She says that too. She's more blatant about it in this go around with alternative. And then also, medical mechanica actually achieves her goal. An alternative. Yeah, they actually ironed out the earth. Yeah, so it's pretty fucked up. And it's like, are they just going to do that again to Mars? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the well, cycle... There's no, nothing stopping them, essentially. True. The cycle continues. I'm just curious as to what's going to happen with these next two seasons. I don't know if it's Grunge that has the CGI completely, or if it's going to be Shoegaze. I want to say it was Grunge that was going to be the CG one that they did the preview of. Mm -hmm. I also think it was a very missed opportunity because like pillows is cool and all. But like they really could have gone with like that music theme since they're theming these new seasons with like music genres. They really could have just gone with that. And I think that would have been cooler and also separate itself from like the original because it's like okay the original was the pillows all right now we're going towards alternative uh what's a good alternative rock band um the pillows oh yeah <laughs> i mean they are yeah the pillows would have been fine for that but then you you go to progressive what's a good progressive band the pillows the pillows are they progressive too <laughs> that their genre no <laughs> I could see alternative. I could see alternative. But what's a good progressive band? I don't know. I don't listen to fucking prog rock. I like hate prog King rock. King Crimson, maybe? Oh, oh, dude. King Crimson would have been fucking sweet. They couldn't afford it. <laughs> but it was fucking rad. And like, it would not have fit it at all, though. <laughs> well, yeah, because if they actually went with like a theme like that, where it's like a prog rock theme of like King, like focusing it around like with King Crimson, how they like they bring it to the foreground rather than the background. Do you know how fucking rad that would have been? You gonna be paying for all that? No, <laughs> James DeMarco's gonna be fucking paying for that shit. He's a producer. <laughs> he brought this shit back. We didn't need it back. Which leads to our final point. Why? No, did this need to come back? No. No. It didn't need to, but I I kind of think it was worth it for alternative. I had a good time with it. For alternative, yeah, but not for progressive. I could have lived. Oh, definitely not. I could live without progressive. I really could. <laughs> I think we all could. Yeah. The world could live without progressive. Yeah, the world... No, I was going to say the world could have lived without prog rock, but then we wouldn't have King Crimson, so. <laughs> the only prog rock band I truly know. 
I probably know like a 20 million alternative rock bands. That's why I couldn't think of one at the top of my head because I'm like, I know too much. <laughs> but if you asked me about prog rock, I'm like, mm, that's before my time, buddy. You just answered the pillows. <laughs> the pillows is a prog rock. The pillows is definitely more alternative. Right? Yeah. Right, Kilroy, you're the music man. Not really, but yeah. You are the music man. Why are you here? <laughs> who made the theme know. to our <laughs> who made the theme to our song? I... <clears throat> well, there's a suicide. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like um, he murdered me with choking on your spit again, huh? Yeah, choking on my fucking spit again from earlier. I think that's why like my voice sounds funky too. But anyways, yeah. I think I it didn't really need to continue. I was satisfied with how the original fully coolly ended, but with alternative it was nice. Um it I mean it was a good story, you know? And then progressive yeah. was not. Progressive is unfortunately a direct sequel. The thing with Alternative is that it could have just been its own whole new series by itself. Yeah, Alternative, I mean, it's a nice spiritual successor, but it really could have just been something on its own. Like, it doesn't really need the fully coolie name to, like, back it up. It could have just been its own story is a thing. Yeah, but would it have gotten the funding if it didn't have that, though? Could it have been able to exist? Well, it depends on, like, how they pitch it. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) technically... There's still a bunch of anime rituals that are still being made. It's just that they got the Western money to fund this OVA. Yeah. I think also, like, with Alternative, honestly, it would have been, like, a pretty generic story without the Fooly Cooly line. Because I'm pretty sure, like, there's been, like, other stories that are, like, uh, these group of friends and one friend has a power or something, you know? And they're all gay. Yeah, but usually also, usually another way of how it ends, too, is, like, one of the friends gets jealous and wants that power, like, something generic like that, you know? So I think it would have been really difficult for Alternative to be what it was without the Fooly Cooly title. And, I mean, it really could have been something that's on its own, but I think it just would have fallen through the cracks. But, I mean, Mm. it's a nice spiritual... I mean... I feel like with the way that Kana's power was, it was more like she doesn't really use it voluntarily until like at the very last minute, which doesn't really hold into like the whole jealousy thing because that's where the whole friendship getting destroyed happens. I mean, they, I'm pretty sure they could have just told the very same story, but without the fully coolly name because like six episodes, they could pattern like six more. For, like, just your average one-core season anime. Yeah. That's fine. Like, I don't know. Put in more story about pets. I think Alternative's fine. Honestly, I like how Alternative ended, too. Because it it makes it feel very much... Because, like I said, it is that coming-of-age story. And it feels very adult. That, you know... That sad, cruel feeling of adulthood where... You know, a friendship ends 
because like another person has to move on, you know? Why'd you kill the friend? Shh. I'll talk about that. <laughs> so I like how it ended because I mean that that is just the harsh reality of life sometimes, you know? Like friendships, you know, they change and they move on and you know, you want everyone to be together forever, but I mean, you know, that's not the case. It, it can't happen like that. And I mean, it's nice when it does, but you know, we all change individually too. No, I'm the exact same as I was 20 years ago. Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> oh, still, still like six years old. <laughs> yeah. The most advanced six-year-old on earth. <laughs> A genius. Still going to first grade here. <laughs> Eating chicken nuggies. Hell yeah. Beating all the kids in dodgeball. That's because you're still just a small. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> but I I think that's a lot of my final thoughts. I don't know. Do y'all have anything that y'all want to say? Mm, not really. They both had the same issue with me in that they didn't have the music in the foreground. Yeah, but at least an alternative, like, enough was happening outside of that where you weren't, like, just begging for it to come in for to feel something. To me, the, like, the music when it came to the original was, like, the mood maker. Yeah. And that's, like, the big selling point with the pillows in there. They're pretty much the mood maker when it comes to the scenes. Yeah, like, in Progressive, I was just, like... Through any action sequence, I was just so bored. I was like, just bring in the fucking music. I want to feel something. <laughs> and at least an alternative. It was like, it kept my attention enough where I wasn't actively just begging for that. I think that too. I Progressive just was so terrible at setting a mood. That like, when the pillows came on, you're like, please let me feel something. But I mean, obviously that wasn't the case. Overall, fully coolie, great. Alternative, good. Progressive, oh no. What about y'all, for y'all? About in line with that, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Just watch the original. You don't really need to watch the other two. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd say alternative. You should give it a watch at some point. It's not like a high priority thing, though. Yeah, I think that that's the best way to describe it. It's just like... Definitely watch the original because I mean it, it's a stepping stone. I would, I would say in general. <laughs> no, just watch Progressive only. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, just watch Progressive only. Um, but I mean, yeah, the original Fully Cooly is just like a nice stepping stone. Like you kind of see like the change, the shift in animation and anime in general with that one. And then alternative, it's not high priority, but I mean, you could give it a watch. It's not bad or anything. You know, you enjoy it. And then progressive, you don't even, don't even bother. Like we watched it for you. <laughs> just, just live with that. I mean, it, it is a direct sequel, but it. It doesn't need, it didn't need to be a direct sequel in the first place. No, it didn't. And it's there's no point in it and there's only one mem only one character that remains from like the original cast that's in it other than Conti but Conti's also like a robot guy so he's doesn't really convey any feelings or emotions and even then like that one character he's not even the, con the continuation of that same character he's just the son of that character so 
be that as it may, I I think I'm putting my stamp. The first two seasons are fine. The third season did don't bother, please just. No, you gotta watch the third season. Unless you want to watch it to, to, you know, be a completionist, so that way when the other two seasons come out, maybe they all do go in line together. Who fucking knows? But I watch it, I guess. If if you if you're into that. No, I'm not into that. Good. Yeah, don't watch it then. <laughs> Alrighty, but I I would say that we should end it here. Am I right, fellas? Good, finally. Yeah. I can no, I can be free. <laughs> Alright, I'll put the gun down now. <laughs> finally. Alright, well, we're gonna end it here. I'll put the gun down. Just kidding! Alright, Kay's dead now. Yeah. Anyways, thanks so much for uh, listening in. We really appreciate it. Um, if you like what you're listening to, it would be great if you donated over or it would be great if you went over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash I am our talk podcast. That's right. Patreon.com slash I am our talk podcast. We would like to do more episodes, but we have full time jobs except for Kilroy. So, yeah, I'm throwing him under the bus like that. <laughs> so. Yeah, if you want to donate to us, that would be great. We'd appreciate that. And you can also go and head on over to our Twitter at twitter.com slash talk, And you can kind of hit us up there. You can also hit us up on our Tumblr at talk. Same thing. And you can also find us on our Facebook. But the difference is it's talk podcast. Ew. So y'all can hit us up there send us any requests that y'all want us to watch make it a horror because that would be great (laughs) yeah Kay would have to watch it with us because if you request it he'll watch it and he's he's dead right now so like (laughs) you know he has no say on what he can or cannot watch well he's a ghost now so it doesn't make sense for him to be scared of uh, horror movies yeah you know what he's one of them (laughs) so Go ahead, yeah, send us a message, and yeah, please support us. We'd greatly appreciate it so we can actually update our shit and also finally, finally get Kilroy some pants. What? Finally get him some clothes. That would be great. (laughs) And an extra monitor, too, at that. (laughs) Because this boy, he trades in all his stuff for, like, music supplies it's very strange. <laughs> so, thank y'all so much for listening in. We'll check y'all later. Later, fellas. Or ladies. Or non-binary babies. Yeah. Yeah. Later. Later, gators. <laughs>
Thank you.